Welcome to the Catholic Cafe, where Catholic truth is served fresh daily. We've made you a reservation in the luxurious corner booth, so come on in and see what's on the menu today. Now, here's your host, Deacon Jeff Drzezemski. Greetings and welcome to the Catholic Cafe. I'm Deacon Jeff, sitting in the luxurious corner booth of the Catholic Cafe, and we are officially changing the name. It's it's no longer the Catholic Cafe. This is going to be like because uh, we have a new we have a guest today, uh, and it's uh, just a guy in the booth. That's right. <laughs> Our good friend John Edwards is here with us. So it's just a guy in the booth, not just a guy in the pew. <laughs> the world famous podcast, just a guy in the pew, and. Uh, uh, John, welcome. I'm glad you're here. Thank you. I feel like Steve Martin on Saturday Night Live. I think this is like my fourth or fifth time to be with you. Oh yeah, that's right. You're going to get <laughs> is there like a jacket that? or anything that comes with it. Or? No, no, really. You just gain weight from oh, the, right. from the virtual donuts. I don't need any help with that. It's uh, it's not it's real weight. It's not virtual weight. There you go. And the other the other guys, uh, we we just let them go. Did you Z- Ziggy and uh, and Tom? Just sorry. Well, yeah. I took one of their parking spaces, so thank yeah. you for the <laughs> thank you for clearing the spot. That, well, just for you, anything, buddy. There you go. For you, anything. And you know, I just thought, I thought I would have you in because uh, you've got a really cool thing going on. Not just the podcast. We've talked about your podcast. Sure. We've talked about your life. We've we've had you on here several times <laughs> talking right. about all kinds of stuff you got going on, and God is really using you big time right now. I think that's awesome. Uh, but you've got this new deal going going on called the Narrow Road, and, mm-hmm. and I, I just I want to talk to you about that because it's it sounds intriguing. Sure. Um, so first of all, what is that? Well, the Narrow Road is a guide that we've come out with for men through just a guy in the pew, and it's really just it's an everyday guide for an everyday guy. Uh, it's very simple approaches to things in your life you can do each and every day to grow in your relationship with Christ. You know, so many times, you and I have talked about this before off the air in our conversations, we can overcomplicate our faith. You know, we start filling our days with thousands and thousands of things. And then as men, especially, we get overwhelmed very easily and we quit everything, right? Because it's just too much. Or yeah. I find an excuse. We, you know, we don't need help with excuses in our lives. We can come <laughs> up with them pretty much easy on our own as men. But so this is this is a guide that helps a guy, one, live a virtue for 30 days in his life, and it's a different virtue every month. Um, they also have the, the uh, USCCB re- gospel readings in there every day, and we ask a guy to think about what is God saying to me in this reading to develop a relationship with Christ through the scriptures. You know, instead of just reading his black words on a white page, what is God trying to say to this? Say to me in this? So as a guy, mm-hmm. though, I'm listening to this going like, this sounds like a lot of work. <laughs> yeah. I just I don't know if I can do all this. This is a, kind of a long commitment. You said a different virtue every month. How many yeah. virtues are there, John? There's a lot. <laughs> as many as we can find. But uh, no, it is. But that, that's the thing, though, Deacon Jeff. You know, with our men's group that we've talked about in here before it, it, at my parish, you know, every week we would spend an hour talking about something, whether it was pornography or right. anger, or and an hour is just not enough. Like, if you want to be good at something, if, and God calls us all to be virtuous so that we can walk towards holiness and be with Him forever, then we have to practice that like we practice anything else in our life. And we have to have genuine time set aside for it each and every day to try to live a different virtue. You don't want to try to eat the whole cake at the same time, so you wouldn't try to... I've you know, tried that. I know. <laughs> just try to eat. Now we're back to the donut thing. But, uh, you know, you wouldn't try to just say, I'm going to try to focus on being humble today and focus on being patient and focus on being forgiving and focus on this. We, those are things that we have to learn over time and start to develop habits in where they come naturally. Yeah, see, I was, to, I'm, you know, obviously I was being facetious sure. about this. sounds like a lot of work. Sure. You know? um, but I, I, what I I love about it is it's a way of accomplishing great things, mm-hmm. right? 
in, in sort of like piecemeal, like little little bits at a time, and kind of grow into that. I I think about um, the example people you know use about things like well, if you're dieting, mm-hmm. right, you want to lose some weight, uh, so it's like. Man, yesterday I hardly ate anything and sure. got on the scale today and I weigh the same. It's like, well, okay, well, it takes a little time. Or yeah. if you're doing an exercise regimen, they call it a regimen for a reason because you've got to do it a bunch. Sure. You've got, to, you've got to get into the habit of doing this. And so this is like a way in which a man can approach something um, and just sort of like, and just bite. I mean, one day at a time, just a little bite here, a little bite there, that eventually. If they stick with this, mm-hmm. they're going to be exposed, or uh, it's going to be re- God's going to reveal to them what a virtuous life is, right? And right. they become more virtuous just by walking this path. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I, I wanted to talk to you, like, where did you get the title, the narrow road? Well, it's from Scripture, right? You know? I mean, if you, depending on what gospel you read, Jesus talks about the narrow gate. Uh, right. You know, he talks about the narrow door. I mean, right. he talks about it in several different ways in different Gospels. Yeah, if you go to, uh, the uh, well, Jesus' Sermon on the Mount in the mm-hmm. Gospel of Matthew. Sure. I mean, it, what's the, I opened my Bible to that. It starts in the fifth chapter of Matthew, and it goes mm-hmm. all the way through the seventh chapter. Yep. And it's a long sermon. So all you whiners about Mass is too long, <laughs> you know, right. Father's homily was too long. Well, Jesus preaches for like two, uh, two, three sure. full uh, uh, chapters five, six, and seven of Matthew, and and in that Sermon on the Mount, he and what's I love the way it starts. When he saw the crowds, he went up the mountain, and after he had sat down, his disciples came to him. He began to teach them, saying, and then he <laughs> then he says for three full chapters, right. and he covers the beatitudes and salt and light, and teaches about the law, about mm-hmm. anger, adultery, divorce, uh, retaliation, oaths, enemies, loving your enemies. Uh, alms giving uh, about prayer. He teaches the Lord's prayer in the middle of all this. Yep. Uh, he t- talks about fasting and treasures in heaven. Then you ca- I'm turning page, turning page, turning page, sure. and he gets all this. And then towards the end, he 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 says this, which is beautiful. Um, Enter through the narrow gate, for the gate is wide and the road broad that leads to destruction. And those who enter through it are many. How narrow the gate and constricted the road or narrow the road that leads to life. Mm-hmm. And those who find it are few. Yep. And it's like, that, those are powerful words. Yeah, they are. And that's, it's, it's the truth. You know, we have to work in our Christian life each and every day to be the men that God calls us to be. That's why he says the few find it. Because you know, Deacon Jeff, look around this world. There's a super highway of people going on that the wrong way, yeah. you know, that are yeah. walking away from Christ, that are choosing their own path, choosing comfort, choosing ease. And God, Jesus is telling us over and over again, after all these beautiful, uh, blessed are they who's in, right. in the in the uh, Beatitudes, now he goes over and he's sort of like, there's consequences for not living this way. Yeah. This is how you need to live to follow me. And if you don't, this is what's going to happen. There, there's no guarantee that you're going to be with me forever unless you choose to walk in this narrow road, on this narrow path. And so... You know, when I, when I was thinking about this and something our ministry could really do to help men on a daily basis, I started looking back at the relationships I had with men in, that, in, in, in our men's group. And guys would call me up and they'd say, hey, John, uh, man, my, my life stinks right now. I'm fighting with my wife. I'm fighting with my kids. My job's going terrible. And it, in the beginning, I would listen to them for an hour, hour and a half, two hours, whatever it was. And then after time, I started realizing every week they're saying the same things. And I would question them every week. I would say, have you read the Gospels? No. Have you been to Mass? No. Have you been to Confession? No. Have you prayed? No. And then I started saying, call me back when you've done one of those things. And each and every time a guy would call me back and he'd go, you know what? You're right. 
When I do the things I know I'm supposed to do in my life, I am peaceful. I have joy. I live the life. I have better relationships with those around me. And that's what it means to live a virtuous life, is to do these things that Christ has led us to. And it's infectious. It it affects not only those around us, but everyone that sees us in our life and the way that we're living it. So, you know, being Christian is a choice. It's not something you fill out on a page. It's something you have to live, you have to work towards, and you have to put effort into each and every day. So we put the simple things in in this narrow road project, prayer, virtue, in scripture three three things you need to be doing in your life and if you do that you're going to build a relationship with jesus you're going to know him and you're gonna be able to discern what he wants you to do in your life so the, i know there's probably i mean we'll we'll give people uh, a couple of opportunities throughout this program uh to to find out how to to get a hold sure. of this right and get on this um uh this this road yeah. uh, as narrow as it is um and um we're gonna do that uh, in fact well, right now just if sure. someone's like going like wait 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 what is this thing where do i find it right um and so how does somebody get a copy of the narrow road and and and, and become involved in this process with you sure well there's a couple different ways one first of all for both of them you go to just a guy on the pew.com and there's a narrow road link at the top of the page. So you'll click that. It'll tell you all about it. There's a video for me explaining what it is for a, a short video. Just a guy in the pew.com. Yeah, just a guy in the pew.com. And then you can either get it in bulk there if you're a guy that's in a men's group or a, maybe a priest or a deacon that's listening and looking for something for their men that's simple and easy for them to do. Um, and then if, if you want or an individual that wants to get it, you can support the show at a $20 level on Patreon and it comes to your front door every month in time to start the month off. Awesome. So yeah. that's one. So guys, go to justaguyinthepew.com and click on the narrow road, and you'll mm-hmm. be able to find out more about it and answer all the questions that we don't uh, answer while we're sitting here talking sure. about yeah. this thing. So, um, what gave you the idea that this, like, doing kind of a daily, kind of a, a devotional kind of a thing was was like? Is that out of your own experience something that you wanted to try to do? Yeah, when I started looking back over the podcast and what we've done through the 100 episodes that we have now, it all seemed to be based on virtue. You know, we were talking about different things, but talking through this with a friend, it's like, really, you're calling men into virtue, whether, whether you knew it or not. <laughs> this and is people what don't that, like that. Doing. I mean, right. I, I shouldn't say it that way, but guys, we're always like, oh, great, here goes somebody else talking about virtue. Sure. And I'm going to have to live a virtuous life. And what it's like people, it's, it's almost even like some people might think that's even unreachable. Sure. That that's some kind of ideal that's a pie in the sky and you know sure jesus talked about it but i that's not me right i live in a cesspool that i uh, much of my own creation you know and it's like the idea that i might live virtuously it just seems like so far off sure i mean i imagine you might have felt some of that yourself but how did you how did you start to live a virtuous life well just by doing these simple things i mean where this came from was looking back over people ask me all the time john how did you go from doing cocaine and being addicted and arrested and all this stuff to running ministries and living your life for christ and daily mass and all this stuff not bragging on myself but the stuff people see me do and you got struck by lightning right (laughs) 77 (laughs) times like the great outdoors But uh, no, it really was just simple things. I started reading the Bible looking for answers, right? Lord, what do I do with my life now, right? I've messed it up. How do I be better? What do I do differently? How do I become this man my wife and my children deserve? Found answers in scriptures. You know, prayer. Praying to the Lord saying, I can't do this on my own. I need your help. And then saying, what do I need to do differently in my life? If I was selfish, 
Lord, I guess I need to be generous. I need to be charitable. I need to be, uh, you know, if I'm prideful, I need to be uh, humble. Found all those answers in scriptures and prayer. And then I started saying, okay, now I have to go practice this in my life. Most men, when you hear virtue, we think of Braveheart and, you know, yeah. yelling, yeah. Oh, you know, right. give my life for everybody and all these things. And you see these superhero movies that everybody's lining up for. For this one moment of huge virtue, glory, and yeah. and 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 all, or you see this as unattainable, right? Yeah, not me. But either way, true virtue is found in the small, ordinary moments of your life. It's it's when you're choosing, like with my children. If I've got my phone in my hand and they're saying, "Daddy, Daddy, Daddy, I want your attention. I want you to play with me." Do I simply put my phone down and go spend time with my kids and and, and show them charity, show them my love, or do I just keep batting them away and saying, "I'm busy, I'm busy. Come back later." It's about putting yourself. Um, second to other people about putting people first and it's in those small choices how am I going to react to that person that cut me off in traffic am I going to give them the universal signal for I'm mad at you or am I going to pray for that person that may be having something going on that's in a rush and cutting me off it's just these simple choices each and every day that we choose virtue or we choose the opposite of that and you know what's so neat about that those examples that you just gave yeah. uh, is in, in reality like your kids actually don't want brave heart Right. <laughs> they don't want some guy with a, a accent to come in and like save the day. Right. They just want you. Yep. I mean they just want to be with you and they want to hang out with you. Yep. I mean that's their brave heart to them. Right? And and the person that you're, you know, having the road tussle with, right? Mm-hmm. Road warrior. You know, they're probably having a bad day. Yeah. Right? And I I can uh Every once in a while cuz I'm an impatient driver. Mm-hmm. And but but there are times where I'll stop and go like, "You know what?" I'm gonna I'm gonna let them in. I'm gonna I'm gonna slow down and let the truck come over, because I hate it when the trucks do what they do. I hate it when the people are like zooming or whatever. It's like you know what? I think I'm just gonna do that. It's amazing to me how many people like the trucks. They'll tap their lights, sure, you know, or how many people will give you that little rear view wave, mm-hmm. like when you let them do something, let them get in, let them sure. get out, whatever, and and how that little seed that you planted might change their day. Yep, and the way they react. To right, other it's a little small act of of like so when you're talking about charity, that something you can do. It's attainable. Right. It's not some virtue that is unattainable. It's something you can actually do every single day. And you build on. You build on, right? That's what Christ said, is greater love has no man than this than to lay down his life for his friends. You know, pick up your cross and follow me. These are the, the small choices. We look at it as these grand moments that we've got to look forward to do in our life. But honestly, it's in these small moments of Christ was saying, it's in those choices, the hard ones, the temptations, all these things where you're choosing the good other than the opposite of that. And and look, that's where you find true virtue. That's where you learn to be humble. That's where you learn to be uh, um, patient and forgiving is in those small moments. And I, I think that's something else that we really need to talk about. You When you were describing like the the simple things that are involved here, sure. you know, scriptures and prayer and like charity, doing something, mm-hmm. right? Or actions, um, you, you, I, I want to like point out, and I think you'll probably reiter, reiterate this point. This is not like you alone on a on a, a journey, sure, right? The, so you, I guess, you can be solo on this if you want. But the mm-hmm. reality is, even at the very minimum, God is present and in, and is speaking to you in this. It's not yeah. like you're just reading, uh, you know, words that are echoes of something from thousands of years ago. Right, that God is actually present in the scriptures, mm-hmm. and it's, and when you're pr- when you're praying, it's not just you talking at God; it's you receiving from God as well. Yes. And then certainly in the actions and the and the ways that you incorporate these virtues in your day to day life, I mean, God is speaking to you and to the other 
in all of these situations. So God is actually present in this process. It's not like I, I did a program. Sure. Like I, I, played a, <laughs> I played a CD and watched John talk for a few minutes that's or whatever. Right. Because that's not going to save anybody. No. no, no. In fact, it may lead them the wrong way. <laughs> but... Well, you make a good point. We have something in the front part of the book called the Opportunities for Grace chart, something we hadn't talked about yet. And it's a chart with 10 simple things that, I, that I've done in my life and I know others have done for each day of the month. And what it is is when you say, I can't live virtue in my life, you're right. You can't on your own power. But you can do anything with Christ that strengthens you. So we have to receive grace from God in all of these different ways to be able to do the things that we can't do on our own, right? Mm -hmm. How many days do you feel like, I'm too tired to go play with the kids? I I know I should help my wife and do that load of laundry, but she'll do it if I don't. Like, you know, those those things, those, those moments we have in our mind, like, we can do those things with Christ, right? When we think... It's not on my power, but his. And these opportunities for grace are things like morning prayer. Did I give my day to the Lord when I started? We wonder why we have bad days, but how many of us start off without ever giving our, our, our day to the Lord? Where we yeah. Our day revolves around, God revolves around our day, not our day around God. And so there's simple things like that. There's daily mass, there's confession, there's adoration, there's time with my kids, time with my wife, examination, Sunday mass. Now, these aren't commitments, right? Guys, I don't want you to freak out if you heard all that. That's right, that's right. We're not saying commitments. What we're saying is opportunities for grace. If you do these things in your life, if you choose to go sit for 30 minutes in adoration, God is going to grace you. If you choose to go taking the Eucharist more and more in your life by going to daily masses more often, he's going to grace you through that. When you say, you know what, I want to watch the game, but I'm going to put the remote down and I'm going to go play Uno with my kids, or I'm going to go in the other room and ask my wife how our day went, whatever it is, God's going to grace those moments because you're getting outside of yourself and you're living for others, especially for him. When you're doing these things, every one of those I mentioned have something to do with him. Even if it's your kids and your wife, you're doing something he's asked you to do by living for someone else. So he's going to grace those moments, and it's through those grace, that grace, that we have the power to live the way that he calls us to live, to live virtuously. It's not through our own strength, but through his. That's, that's amazing. That's beautiful, too. Uh, and again, we're talking to John Edwards, just a guy in the pew. Uh, and uh, I'm going to ask you just to go to justaguyinthepew.com uh, and check out the narrow road. Uh, is it a link that's like on that? Sure, on the it's web at the page? header, and then I think they've got like all sort of things to grab your attention. There's right. a pop-up and a banner and all that kind well, of stuff. Well, and it's, it's, it's important, I think, for guys, especially for guys. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, and maybe one day just a guy in the pew is going to have a, a narrow road for the for the ladies as well. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe that's a, a something in the future. But, uh, but you know, wh- why is this so why is this so necessary for men? Why do men struggle so hard living a virtuous life? Why, why are, and why are men so reluctant to get out of that rut that they find themselves in? You know, I, I just think we get comfortable. I think that we're seduced by so many things of the world. We buy into this stuff. We, we think that our identities about what we have and what we, you know, our, our, our stuff that we can obtain, houses and cars and money and, you know, our life's about comfort and ease and you know, we self-medicate with booze and drugs and pornography and all these other things because it's all about our comfortable life. You know, we have this this idea in our mind that I'm going, I'm providing, I'm I'm doing what I'm supposed to as a husband and father by making sure there's food on the table and all these things. But 
Yet at the same time, we're neglecting so much other things in our life, and we're we're turning away from this. You know, I, I, I say it like this a lot. Like if you want to know how easy it is to get a man's attention or to get him to look to, to to go towards temptation, put a beautiful woman walking across the street in front of a guy. That's all the devil has to do to really <laughs> get a guy off yeah. the, off the path to, of virtue. So we have to constantly be working as Christ asks us to, so that we can fight off these temptations and we can start working towards being these virtuous men. It just, for some reason, men are very, we just get comfortable, and it becomes about us, and we're very selfish, and we, we want to feed that selfish need. And as long as we're feeding that beast, we're always going to be unhappy. We're always going to yeah, be searching say, for the next thing. Yeah, I was going to say, because you know thing. what's so funny is we, we, we yearn for comfort, sure. what we think brings us comfort, but it's actually not really very comfortable, though. Right. I mean, I had made a little note that right as, as you were talking, I was going like, not really comfortable, though. Yeah. Because, I mean, ultimately, it leads to self-destruction. It does. It's never enough. It's never enough, right? It's and the more stuff you have, it's the more things you have to worry about. All the stress, the anxiety. You see those uh, those movies. So we always make movie references, like where yeah. where the guy is trying to get out at the end of the hall. There's a door, and they got this weird camera trick where they change the lens, the focal sure. length, or whatever. And as he runs <laughs> to the door, it just seems like he gets further away. Yeah. I mean, that's what's happening. You 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 are running to this door of comfort, but you never get there, right? And, or if there's a hole in your heart, that the more stuff you you throw in there to fill it. The bigger the hole gets, yeah, it just keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger because it can't. You can't fill it with that stuff, right? And that's one reason why Christ was so radical, right? When he came and his message was radical and it was so hard for people, is because he talked about focusing on others, and that's how you find true joy and true peace and true happiness. We everything in the world today says buy this and you'll be happy, wear this and you'll be happy, eat this kind of food and you'll look the way you want to look. Have this TV that's this size that is in you know eight whatever K or whatever it is now, yeah. and your life will be happy. And it's just a load of, of junk, right? It's just stuff to that we're always going to be chasing after, as you say. And the only thing that could ever make us happy is Christ. Is understanding that He is the reason that we're able to have peace and joy and love in our life. That when we learn to be like Him then we can be happy. You know, I love when people ask me all the time, what should I look for in Scripture? I always say, look at what Jesus is doing. If you want to live virtue, look at what Jesus is doing in these situations. What sort of virtue is he living right now? Right. What can I learn from the way that he's reacting and handling these different situations? WWJD. What would Jesus do? <laughs> what would John do? Not a good, not a good uh, alternative to that. Wrong bracelet. That's right. <laughs> Return. Send that one back. <laughs> exactly. So we talked a little bit about this regimen and the sure. idea that you got to kind of start to do, you know, if you're going to do exercise, it's going to take you a little while. Yeah. Um, what what is reasonable for a man to expect? Let's say he's decided it's like I'm listening. I heard I heard John and Deacon Jeff talking about this narrow road. So and I know my night my life. I, I need to change something. Mm-hmm. And I've tried a lot of different stuff. Uh, and, and I, and I want to try this, right? Sure. So I've, I went to justaguyinthepew.com, uh, and I clicked on Narrow Road, and I went ahead and ordered a copy, and I, I became a patron of Just a Guy in the Pew, and so I'm getting this thing delivered to me. What does a guy reasonably expect and when? Not just like when it shows up, sure. but like how long before he starts to notice some changes in his life, and what do those changes look like? Well, I'll tell you what. I got a text before we got on the air from a guy that got his and started today and said that he already felt some changes in his life. Now, I know that probably sounds funny to some, but he said, I had a conversation with the Lord that I usually don't have wow. on a daily basis. I, you know, I'm, I'm concentrating on these things now. That's the thing. Like we, we can't wish virtue in our lives. We have to live it. And you have to practice it in those small moments. So there's pages on here where each day there's something that's going to ask you, how am I living 
uh, charity, for instance, in the first month with God, with my wife, with my children, with my neighbor on those four perspective weeks of those relationships. And it's holding you accountable to that so that it's in the little moments that you're working on things every single day. Um, as we said in the beginning, if you bite off so much, you know, too much at one time, you'll never be able to, to get through it. But if you're doing these one simple thing each and every day, this one page, and you're concentrating on that, and you're looking at the opportunities for grace chart, that's another point I want to make. As a positive in your life, yeah. how many times do we look at the negative? I'm not as good as that guy. I don't pray as often as him. I never. That guy goes to adoration at three times a week. I'll never be as good as him. Why even try? This opportunity for Grace Chart is for you to keep up with what you're doing in your life so that maybe after seven days, when you normally say, I'm not a good husband, I'm not a good father, I'm not a good follower of Christ, you go, you know what? I, pr- I gave my, my day to the Lord seven days last week. I spent four nights with my kids and you know five with my wife. I, you know, I went to adoration once this week. You know, and you can go through that and look at the positive of what you're doing in your life, not the negative. The devil's trying to get you to concentrate on all of that. This helps you concentrate on what you're doing and what God's calling you to. So that's that's the thing I would point out is that it allows you to really look at your life in a way and then to start to see. I mean, you're basically tracking change. Right. You're yeah. watching this thing, and it's going up and to the right. That's so right. every business guy just says, That's right. that sounds good. That's right. <laughs> That's the direction the arrow is supposed profits. to go. That's right. <laughs> exactly. So return on investment. That's right. <laughs> but I, I, I just think this is kind of a, uh, a neat thing. So again, we're talking to John Edwards, Just a Guy in the Pew. Go to justaguyinthepew.com uh, and click on the narrow road. Find out more about this thing. And I, I guarantee that we're talking, there's guys out there going like, I really need to do something. Yeah. I've tried lots of different things. I've tried some of these programs that, you know, you get the DVDs or the, mm-hmm. I'm showing my age, you know, but <laughs> you, right. you, they the still v, exist. you get the VHS tapes, you <laughs> know, right. you pop that puppy in, uh, you know, or, but, well, you know, you know, you listen to all these great speakers and whatnot. Yeah. And I know you, being involved with the virtual Catholic conference and mm-hmm. that wonderful uh, opportunity people have had that you've reached so many people. And a lot of people think like, well, I, I went to the conference or I listened to the talk and nothing's changed. This is something where you can actually really just sort of like you can chart change. You can sit and watch right. um, and you're allowing yourself to 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 be uh, touched, to be, um, um, I don't know, influenced by God. Mm-hmm. Right. That God actually reveals and opens himself and pours himself into you right. in this process. That's powerful. Yeah. It is, and it's an opportunity to be accountable, right? We a lot of times we wish for change. We we want change to come with a snap of a finger, but it takes work, and we put in the work every day. It doesn't have to be hard. It doesn't have to be overcomplicated, right? We don't have to have the fifty-eight ways to follow Jesus in our life. But if you're praying, if you're living a virtue in your life and trying to make it a habit in your life. And then you're reading scripture and asking God, what are you saying in my life right now? What are you trying to tell me? I guarantee you, you will be on the road to change. And you will be one of the few that are on that narrow road. That narrow road versus the the wide road that makes it so easy for all of us to go down. But that leads to destruction, right? Yeah. And this narrow road, it's not as hard as it sounds. That's what's what's so beautiful about this. John, this sounds like a neat program, The Narrow Road from JustAGuyInThePew.com. Check it out. I think you'll be pleased and happy to see some change in your life in that positive way. You know what? Let's ask the Blessed Mother to to look over us in this process of walking that narrow road. Let's do it. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Holy Mary, Mary, Mother Mother of God, God, pray pray for for us sinners, sinners, now and at the the hour of our death. death. Amen. Amen. Thanks for listening to the Catholic Cafe. If you'd like to contact Deacon Jeff, send him an email at deaconjeff at thecatholiccafe.com. Visit us on the web at thecatholiccafe.com. You can also find us on iTunes or follow us on Facebook and Twitter. 
The Catholic Cafe is brought to you by the Order of Malta Federal Association. Join us again at the Catholic Cafe, serving up salvation one cup of coffee at a time.